Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. Welcome to the Wellness Rebranded Podcast. We're the healing trio here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow, and let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Welcome back to another episode of Wellness Rebranded. We have a really special guest here today. We are talking with Yana Barrett, who is a fitness and mobility coach. And we are going to talk about all things kind of mobility related and healthy aging. And we are so, so excited to have you here, Yana. Um, Can you go ahead and say hi and tell us a little bit about you and your story? Thank you so much for having me, Elizabeth and Tara. It's such a pleasure to be with you here. So I am a fitness and movement coach and I help women over 50. So that's my kind of main demographic. But, you know, I have coached people from teenage boys to I think my oldest client was 72. So I have experience coaching people from a very wide range of demographic. But lately in the last few years, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been concentrating on helping women over 50 because I feel it's it's a quite forgotten demographic in the fitness industry. So totally. Mm-hmm. And just for a little bit of context for everyone. So as we're talking to Yana, she's in New Zealand. She has the most amazing, beautiful slash <laughs> bay room or bay view behind her. The sun is rising. It's quite spectacular. And I first found Yana, uh, we're both in a similar, uh, in the same coaching program with Business Coach, but also I started seeing what she was posting on Instagram and she does these really awesome sort of mobility flow videos, which are really compelling all often Mm -hmm. with that beautiful view in the background that just can't help but draw you in. But what really drew me to you, Yana, is how you talk about it's it's not about the weight at all. It's about your quality of life mm-hmm. and just sort of taking care of your body and being mobile and healthy aging. And I think mm-hmm. our messages are so well aligned. Mm-hmm. And I just, it's frankly, it's so rare to see people talking about fitness that way that I just mm-hmm. was immediately drawn to you. Oh, thank you, Elizabeth. That means a lot to me. Yeah, yeah, I do feel that our business is aligned in our philosophies too about not not focusing so much on what your body looks like, but more what it can do and what it's capable of. That's like 100% what we talk about all the time. You know, we just feel kind of grateful to have a platform to be able to, to spread that because looking a certain way is just it's unachievable for most people. Um, and quality of life is so much more important than how we look. So right. um, we're glad you're here to talk to us about that. So tell us about Thank mobility. You. What do we need to know? So mobility, I think, is one of those most underrated exercise styles there are. And, and it's really great that in the last few years, the word is starting to pop up a little bit more. I think people are becoming more aware of what actually mobility is you know like when I googled mobility kind of seven years ago all I was getting was like mobility scooters 
you know, for people who can't. Oh and now, <laughs> you know, yeah. and now you Google mobility, and and people actually are starting to realize that that um, if you're not doing mobility after forty or even younger, you know, I teach it to my kids, um, then you are really missing out. And often, you know, I just had a conversation with a client who's been in my program for five weeks, and she joined with a screaming hip pain screaming like had to be on painkillers had to give up all exercise and it's virtually gone after five weeks of doing consistently mobility every single day and she said my mind is blown it is my mind is absolutely blown that something so simple like doing some you know (laughs) mobility movements for 10 minutes a day as well 10 minutes can have such an enormous life-changing impact on people's lives. So how does it differ for people who maybe are wondering or aren't aware? What's the difference between just like a normal fitness workout and uh, mobility focused? So so mobility is, they're very simple movements. So it's basically you are just taking your joints through a workout. That's what mobility essentially is. Mobility is essentially strength training for your joints and your connective tissue. So by connective tissue, I mean ligaments and tendons. So ligaments are kind of the structures that are holding your joints together and tendons are the structures that are holding your muscles, attach your muscles to the bone. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people concentrate on when they're working out, they are working out their muscles mainly. I mean, their joints as well. You know, when when you're squatting, you um, are loading your hip joint and your knee joint and your ankle joint. But what mobility does, it's it specifically works the joint, the small muscles around the joint and the ligaments. And that's where often that's where often people uh, injuries happen in the ligaments and in the joint. Like, I, you know, I coach a lot of people who are quite active and it's usually um, problems with shoulders, problems with knees, ankles, hips, lower back. And it's often because you are strong <clears throat> in your muscular system but you are not paying specific attention to your joints and your connective tissue. So there's a real imbalance in the body of, hey, I can maybe deadlift 150 kilos, 300 pounds, because I've got strong muscles, but then your back is out or your shoulders are hurting or your hips are hurting. You know, there's often that people who are quite kind of um, advanced or really fit often have issues in the joints and the ligaments because they are not paying specific attention to mobility. I see this a lot at the gym. Um, So I work in a gym and I do a lot of like weight training with clients, you know, just general training for like health and quality of life. Um, And inevitably there are people who want to lift really super heavy, which of course I love, um, but they don't want to take the time it takes to work up to that weight. So like your muscles grow really quickly even though it doesn't feel like that sometimes, Mm -hmm. but like tendons and ligaments take a lot longer to get that strength. Right. Um, So yeah, Mm -hmm. of course it makes sense that we're damaging connective tissue. If we don't use like a properly periodized progressive program. So I'm Mm -hmm. glad that you're focusing on that. And, you know, I used to be the same. So I used to lift, um, lift weights in the gym before I became a coach and I, you know, I had a coach who was really pushing for that kind of one rep max. So as much as I can possibly lift. And I was, I would come home and I would be like, Hey, I deadlifted twice my body weight 
but then I'll be on the couch with a sore back for three days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was always, you know, I was always had so much tension in the body. I was always stiff. I was achy. And I was in my 30s. And I was kind of thinking that, that that's kind of, I'm not strong if if my deadlift is putting me on a couch with a tender back for three days. And I think that often people discover that that really disappears when they start incorporating mobility into their training, not as an accessory or a bit of a warm-up, but actually training on its own that you focus on and dedicate time and energy, you know, to, because it is transformational. You posted one of your flows that was mobility for, for like neck health or neck pain. And that one mm. is super intriguing to me because I, I have chronic kind of like very tight traps and um, neck mm. issues. And I, I was watching what you were doing, thinking, hmm, I want to learn more about that. <laughs> you should follow yeah. that video and do it. <laughs> I should. I should. I've if only about it. there was a resource out there. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the neck is a big one in our modern lifestyle, you know, when we spend a lot of time on computers because we have to and on devices. And um, so, yeah, the neck one is it's a big one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Most people I coach have pain and some aches and niggles. And often they often they kind of think to themselves, I'm just getting older. You know, the notion that just because you are getting older, you should be it's OK to be in pain. It's what I would really like to bust. Yeah, 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 for sure. Doesn't have to be that way. I noticed. Um, so my son is like three years old, and when I was newly postpartum, just everything was so stiff. Probably just mm. from like the hormones and also holding this new ten pound weight mm. all the time. You know, like <laughs> everything just felt yucky. Um, and then at the gym I work out, we hired this guy who like specializes in mobility, like supple leopard type mm. stuff. Um, and I did three yeah. sessions with him with this big long stick, and it was life changing yeah. for me. Like I mm. completely believe in the power of mobility for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I was just talking to a client about the postpartum care, how we just let new mothers go and, you know, tell them, oh, you can't exercise yet. And of course, they don't feel like exercise in a really high intensity. But there is really no plan of what you can do in between, you know, while you have stiff, I mean, feeding a baby around the clock, you know, um, and you're in there kind of hunched forward, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're so tired as well. So that's kind of, you are really droopy and, you know, a little bit of 10 minutes of mobility would make an enormous difference to, to new mothers, you know, and I know what you're talking about, Tara, I've had three babies, so I, I totally get it. And I know you're really so, passionate about working with women in midlife and kind of hmm. mobility, mobility um, and just fitness in general for, for that age group. So tell us a little bit about yeah. your thoughts on that. So I kind of fell into it quite accidentally because I'm I'm 46 now. So I'm in that almost in that group. And I once I just looked at all the clients that I had, and then I realized that I, all of them are over 45. And all of them, most of them are women. So I coach some men as well in my face-to-face business here in Wellington. But online, I specialize in women. And then I looked around and I was kind of like, oh my gosh, they are all women like me like my age, you know? And then I asked them like, why me? Why me? And they're like, well, you you understand. You, you are living in an aging female body. So we can come to you and we can openly talk about 
our periods. We can openly talk about how we feel. And because I think that what a lot of other coaches don't understand and younger women as well is it's it's about the cyclical nature of a female body and how to adjust training to that, you know, because I've observed that myself, you know, in the first couple of weeks of my cycle, I'm like, yay, and let's go and let's train hard. But in the second half, I'm kind of like, I think I kind of just want to go for a walk today. So I think that, and especially as women are entering perimenopause, which for many women can last up to a decade and then menopause, you know, we have very unique needs that really need to be acknowledged and accommodated in our exercise routines because I coach a lot of women who are still doing really hardcore CrossFit type workouts and it's really damaging their bodies and their hormonal health and their their physical health as well with a lot of pain and sometimes it's just a bit much you know some women can get away with it and that's cool but a lot of women at this age are looking for a slightly more gentler but yet still super effective Mm -hmm. style of exercise because you know we have to worry about and you mentioned it in one of your previous episodes about um, osteoporosis and osteopenia and sarcopenia you know those are very real threats for women as they are you know entering perimenopause so you need some exercise that is going to prevent that but an exercise that is just right for you because not everybody wants to go and lift weights at the gym. You know, some people absolutely love it and really enjoy it. But for a lot of women, um, the gym is a, a bit of a intimidating environment. Totally. So what are some of the changes or, or um, things that you coach people to be or women in that demographic to be aware of or shift in their fitness or their thinking around it? Mm. So I often find that women um, entering perimenopause or in the, in, the, in the menopause, they often find that they can't exercise with the same intensity they used to. They often, like recently I've signed up, um, signed up someone who used to run a lot and she just can't anymore. So it's often um, very low energy. There's often issues with sleep. And you probably know that if you don't have a good night's sleep, things don't go that great the next day. You know, if you are in that mode for a few months, you realize that you're just hitting the snooze button over and over and over and exercise is literally the last thing you want to think about. Um, A lot of women, sorry, was that? No, I just said that's so true. I can relate because I'm I'm in also in that group and my sleep is definitely disrupted. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And there is um, joint pain and discomfort, which is quite real um, for a lot of women. So everything is kind of hurting. They're more prone to injuries and being achy. I mean, the list, I think there's like over a hundred symptoms of perimenopause and it's women get quite confused. You know, they sometimes put on a lot of weight very quickly. So they become so much heavier that suddenly they don't want to go to their fitness classes anymore. Or they just don't feel good in their bodies. So it's 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 a quite um, almost kind of sensitive time in a woman woman's time life. And some women agrees. Hmm? The time of upheaval. Yeah, it's a massive change. Yeah, and I often think that that's when women really notice how they have been looking after their bodies up to that point. You know, there is a lot of research from menopausal experts saying that we 
we just don't look after themselves after ourselves enough and then when we hit perimenopause the body goes okay i've been asking i've been telling you that you're not looking after me for decades and decades and now i'm going to give you not an a i'm going to give you an f yeah. and and i'm going to put you through hell you know that often the you know the people pleasing and doing everything for everybody else and there's never enough time in the day for you and and your exercise and your hobbies and and you know like we women are so stressed and they have so much on their plates these days and sometimes self-care is like on the bottom of the list we were just and talking I, about this on an episode <laughs> recorded like 20 minutes ago that that's oh, did you? How, how it goes that's so ironic that yeah, 100%. you know, it's a very common theme, it seems like. And so you're all about these sort of like 10 minute um, or very sort of brief, very accessible way of approaching this. Tell us about it. Yes. So so I created a range of online programs because um, that only take between 10 and 20 minutes because I realized that a women are busy. And also um, when I did my tech fit, which is a technical fitness certification in the US, which is um, probably what 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 kind of threw me on this path to mobility and functional training is that all tech fit workouts are 20 minutes. And I was like, well, how come I'm used to that hour long gym workout? How come 20 minutes? And it's interval training, but it's 20 minutes. And then I did lots of research and and apparently all you need to have strong muscles, strong bones and get fit and feel good you just need kind of 20 minutes three times a week of strength training so I kind of realized a lot of people just don't have that hour if you have it's amazing it's great but a lot of people don't have that hour maybe they are running businesses you know I'm a solo mom of three kids I don't have an hour in my day and I run two businesses as well I don't have an hour (laughs) sometimes I only have 10-15 minutes and that's it but I still need to keep exercising you know for my mental health and my physical health and my longevity so so I kind of wanted to package a very potent effective exercise in very small short sessions for people so it's accessible and they can do it from home yeah and they can because there is people who you know exercise and go to the gym for an hour or they go boxing classes or they do crossfit classes people that run for hours but there is a very large segment of population that just want to move for 10-15 minutes a day but every day and get the most benefit out of that and it's it's enough for some people it is enough absolutely i see this so often elizabeth is one of my few clients that trains for a full hour and like almost everyone <laughs> else does half hours and it's like quick 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 and then it's done. You know, everybody's yeah. able to get back to their lives and they don't have to dedicate, you know, hours on end in the gym or wherever to get the results that they want. Like you said, if they've got the time, great. But if not, mm. you know, like it's not like it doesn't count unless you do an hour. Yeah. You know, it took us a long time mentally to like get over that you know, hurdle that like, Mm. oh, your workout has to be an hour. Like, well, who said? Yeah, it's that all or nothing mindset, (laughs) right? And yeah, it prevents people from doing anything a lot of the times. Yeah, I think so. And that's, that was the pattern I was in not that long ago. If I didn't have an hour, I just wouldn't exercise. And Mm. now I have 15 minutes between clients and I can just squeeze in something. And then maybe I get another 15 minutes in the afternoon, but it's already a half an hour. 
And mm-hmm. if you do that every single day, and I think what people don't realize, it's it's not the length of time that you do your workout for or your movement practice for, it's the consistency. So yeah. doing 10 every single day, it's 70 minutes in the week, it's 140 minutes in two, two weeks. It's it's about the consistency. It's Perfect. much better to do yeah. 10 minutes every day than do one hour workout a week and then nothing else. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that, Tara, especially you, because you're a coach, you're a personal trainer? I say all the time that consistency is the secret to success. So no matter what you do, as long as you Mm. keep doing it consistently, like things are going to change for you. And, you know, I think an hour or even a half hour is kind of intimidating for people. Like, where the heck am I going to find time for that? But like 10 Mm. or 20 minutes, like almost everybody can make time for that. Oh, if you can't find 10 minutes, you know, to, to raise your well-being, then <laughs> then you you got your priorities wrong, you know. Yeah. <laughs> 10 minutes, you know. I often tell people, it's like, oh, no, I don't have time to work out. And then I ask them, are you on social media? And they say yes. And I'm like, well, then you do have time to exercise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely not how we prioritize yes. it. Yeah. Um, it's so pretty tell simple. Us the, you have a membership, right? I don't have a membership. No, I have a Facebook group where I do training. Okay. And then I have um I have a range of um online programs. So what is your program? I, I feel like I know the name of it. She moves and flows. Is that the name of it? She moves and flows is my 12-week signature program. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just misunderstood what it was. Tell us about that because it looks cool. Yeah. So it's 12 weeks and it's basically mobility and body flow. So both of you have seen what body flow looks like. So body flow is essentially a, a series of body weight functional strength movements that are combined into a flow and why I love flows so much is that women really enjoy it because we are sometimes in that kind of flowy mood you know like that's why women love yoga because it's kind of a it's a blend of yoga strength training a little bit of dance there's a little bit of martial arts movement in it and and you also get a really nice cardio um, boost cardio workout in it as well if you go at a bit of a faster pace so I love it my female clients love it it's basically strength training blended with mobility blended with cardio so that means that you're getting all of these incredible benefits in 10, 15, sometimes if you have 20 minute sessions. Yeah, this sounds amazing. Yeah, it really does. So Yana, how you know, our podcast is called Wellness Rebranded. So we're all about kind of shifting the conversation around wellness. How would you rebrand in whatever way you want to take it? But (laughs) what's your spin on rebranding fitness or wellness or mobility or again, however you'd like to answer? So I think that I really would like women to stop focusing so much on what they look like, but rather concentrate on what their bodies can do. Because I think that once you hit 50, it's suddenly your exercise and your fitness becomes a, a lot less about looking good in a bikini and more about aging on your own terms Mm -hmm. I have had clients who I have had a client who was 60 years old is 60 years old 
and she realized she had her first grandchild. So this, that's a really special moment in a woman's life, right? Your first grandchild is born. And at 60, she realized that she didn't have enough strength to pick up an eight months old baby up for cuddles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so that I think is a moment in your life when you realize, wow, like maintaining my strength is really important. So I, I think that what I would like women in midlife to think about is not about what they look like and how they look in a bikini. Although no judgment passed on people that want to look good in bikini. That's, you know, that's 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 great too. But it's more about, are you going to be able to live in your own home when you're 70? Are you going to be able to lift, carry your own groceries? Are you going to be able to walk down the stairs? Would you be able to get in and out of a car? Can you keep doing the physical activities and sports that you love so much? Or are you going to have to give up? So I think that what I would like people to think about is not the the quick results or I can deadlift one and a half of my body weight, but more about longevity. How are you going to live your life for the next few decades? There's actually a lot of research that a woman that is skinny but doesn't have enough muscle has poorer health outcomes than a woman who is bigger but has a really good muscle tone. Yeah, what I'm always saying, weight and health are not the same thing. They're not. And there is actually so much research now that muscle is your organ of longevity. And also for a lot of women that I coach in perimenopause and menopause, what's also really important to realize that they often are not overweight. They are under-muscled. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it's not about the amount of you know, body fat you have as a as a body composition, it's about what's underneath it. Have you got strong functional muscles and functional strong joints underneath underneath, you know, the, the kind of the top layer that we have? Yeah. And yeah. and once you start thinking about, hey, I'm not overweight, I am under muscled, you immediately switch your thinking about weight loss and about training because all you need to do is you need to build strong functional muscle and strong functional joints rather than I need to lose weight. Well, and it's empowering also because that's something you can work on, right? Like mm-hmm. I always share with people mm-hmm. that weight is not a behavior. And what I mean by that is you can't do weight, but you can mm-hmm. build muscle, right? Mm-hmm. By lifting weights and doing different exercise. So I, ju- I just love I love that because it makes it so much more empowering. Plus building muscle is fun and losing weight is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and often when you concentrate on building muscle you will lose weight right because your muscles are the metabolic currency they burn a lot of calories and then you know if you if you exercise every day is there such a kind of positive flow on effect on your day and what you eat and you start thinking about how you're going to fuel your body and it's it just kind of switches your thinking about I think about your body, you probably, um, do, do you think that Elizabeth, because you're a nutritionist dietitian? Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I see that a lot too, that once you make one good decision, you know, mm. like getting enough sleep, for example, it sets off like a cascade of like, man, I got enough sleep. Let me throw some extra veggies into my breakfast. Let me go for a walk later. Yeah. Like it's like yeah. this it's like Cascade an upward effect. spiral. I love the, there's a book called Body Kindness and she talks about spiraling up. 
throughout your day and being kind to your body. And it's like the way that I think about it, it's like one helpful feel good choice fuels and launches another. Right. And it also works mm-hmm. in reverse. So I found this um, guy on Instagram who pretty much looks at fitness influencers and their Instagram pages and then catches out their editing. So he basically analyzes all their photos and then you can actually quite easily um, realize that they all edit their photos. So they the men makes make their biceps bigger. Women often pinch their waists in and make their bottoms bigger. Like it's crazy. And so he can see it because things are warped in the background. So they will be like standing against the doorway and the doorway goes down. And then when it hits their waist, it caves in, which which is like a proof that, <laughs> that um, they are editing their photos. And these are um, influencers and fitness people that have millions of followers and they are basically lying to you that that is possible. And they make money, you know, selling their programs to look like them. Yet they and so toxic and so epitomizes diet culture. And what's so wild to me is they probably look fine without the editing. Yeah, they do, because often he will go back and find the unedited photo, maybe when they first started on Instagram or there was one um, influencer. It was a woman who posted the edited photo on her feed, but made a mistake and posted the unedited photo in her stories. Yes, and I saw this him. like last week and they looked Did you see it? like she was right. it wasn't she like a massive difference. I'm like, why did you yeah. even bother like doing that? Yeah. And also, can we just normalize normal bodies and like also yeah. make everybody feel comfortable in their own body, right? Like the person who's doing that is doing it also because they feel the pressure of diet culture, right? I mean, they're inadvertently or maybe not so inadvertently, depending on the person, but perpetuating it. But that person's also stuck in toxic diet culture. And it's just like such a great example of why it's so harmful for everyone. Mm. Yeah, and it's often funny to kind of see the responses of the people as well when they get caught out. Yeah. You know, they get quite kind of angry and like you're lying and then they fake the kind of the camera settings and because he kind of, you know, they they often deny it. But it's really sad because often, you know, young people and I often worry about our teenagers who are maybe following these people. And I mean, I've got two daughters, you know, and, um, you know, one of them is already kind of saying, oh, my my thighs are quite big. And I'm like, my darling, you do jujitsu. You can choke someone someone with your thighs, my love, you know, (laughs) look how fast you run, you know, look, you know, you play water polo in a five meter pool. It's, you need good thighs. Yeah. Yeah. Changing the conversation. Thank you for sharing that with us. I I definitely want to find out that account and just, I think it's just important to call that out as a thing that happens. Yeah. Agreed. Um, So people know. Mm. Absolutely. Not everything you see out in diet culture is real and a lot of it isn't and all of it is toxic. <laughs> yep. Probably a great. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. Uh, I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition or in my Facebook group, Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating. 
and I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara De Leon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcast. Um, it really, really helps us um, get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So um, please leave us a review. Yes, thank you. 